Now, the question is, we're going to see more and more things like this, and different jurisdictions will handle it in different ways. Canadians are not nearly as receptive to this as they have been in previous waves. And we've got some polling to back that up. So we're going to chat now with Daryl Bricker, who is the CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs. Did some polling around this. Daryl, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time today. Well, thanks for having me on, Shay. I really appreciate it. You can really sort of track the trajectory, right? I mean, back with the first wave and the support for lockdowns, and it's been slowly fading to now it's it's almost a 50-50 proposition. Yeah, in Alberta, less than 50, yeah. down to 44. Um, so uh, it's one of those things where, you know, people are vaccinated now. Maybe not, they don't have the third shots, but they certainly don't feel as exposed as they felt before. Um, this is an issue that's still very much in evolution. And we also feel that we know how to manage it better. People, individual people feel that they know how to manage it better. So the idea that you need a, you know, a blanket lockdowns and, you know, uh, here in, where I am in, in Ontario, we're talking about circuit breakers again. It's like, you know, the, the, the language and the methodology for talking to people about all of these things yeah. haven't transformed with the public opinion and how it's transformed. Um, so when we see, like you say, I think as the conditions change, people's perceptions change. Um, when you go back to just July, which really is not that long ago, you've got 70% in support. Go to September, it slips to 63%, now 56%, and as you say, even lower in Alberta. Um, but you say you think that could change too. If, as we expect, Omicron really drives up cases, if that translates into healthcare situations, people's viewpoints would change, right? Yeah, very much so. So uh, it, public opinion very closely tracks the data on this and you know the way i would describe how the public deals with information around this is they they watch uh the statistics and they're becoming quite quite uh, um, educated about the statistics particularly cases and people in the healthcare system and that kind of thing they watch that like they're watching a weather forecast and uh you know so daily they can judge what their behavior is going to be given what they think the potential for risk is. If the risk is going to go way up, yeah. or it starts to go way up, you could you very likely to see some of these numbers change. But do I think that we're going to see numbers like we saw last Christmas where it was well over 80% were supporting shutdowns? Probably not. And that makes sense if you think about it, Daryl. We're, we're in a different position. I, I want to ask you about travel, though. I know there's some people here at the station that had trips planned that they've been canceling them. I know other people. Is that a common um occurrence across the country are people who are starting to rethink travel in light of this Omicron? Yeah, 80% of the people we interviewed who had travel plans said they'd canceled. Wow. However, however, uh, 37% of the people that we interviewed said that they think that they're going to be traveling in 2022. So this is, again, people educating themselves about or feeling like they've educated themselves about the fact that this comes in waves and tends to go up and tends to subside, and that what we're dealing with at the moment with Omicron is a, is a is something that, like the Delta variant or whatever, is going to go through its day, and then we're going to come out on the other side. Who knows what the next thing will be, but at least they feel like it's not permanent, that we're going to be going through this blip, and then we're going to go be going back on the other side. How much capital do the people that tell us that we need restrictions have left? Did you do any polling on that? We've been listening to them for two years. I know people are frustrated. People are angry. Have they been tuned out, or do they still carry a bit of weight? Well, uh, public health officials in particular do. So do provincial premiers, although it's, it's, it's tougher in places like Alberta and Ontario right now with the provincial premiers. But yeah, people still do listen. Uh, but every 
everybody that we looked at, from public health officials down to provincial premiers to the prime minister, all of them are well down from where they were at the start of this pandemic. If we even take it back 12 months ago, say around last Christmas, yeah. all of them had much higher levels of credibility than they do today. Uh, interesting insight into what Canadians are thinking. Thanks so much, Daryl. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks. That's Daryl Bricker, who is the CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs. Uh, so the polling results, basically, here's your headline. Uh, when they polled Canadians back in July of 2021, as he said, last Christmas, it's up over 80%, supporting restrictions, quote-unquote lockdowns, whatever you want to call it, okay? Um, by July of 2021, it's at 7 out of 10 Canadians that support more measures amid a fourth wave. Drops to 63% by September. Now it's down to 56%. Nationally, as this Omicron-driven wave begins to do its thing. And if you take a look at what's happening in Alberta, it's down below 50% at 44%. And I'm not surprised. I think the appetite for more restrictions, um, the the frustration level is at an all-time high. And I think this discussion has become so politicized and so polarized there is a group on either end of the spectrum that um, will yell and scream at you no matter what position you take, right? And I think there's a group where if I come on here and I say, you know what, let's just, let's just look at this for a second. Caution? Yes. Let's be cautious. Let's take a look and make sure that we don't end up in a situation like we did in the fall because we reacted too late, as the Premier has admitted. Opening up wasn't necessarily a bad thing, but we saw the signs and we didn't do anything until it was too late. So let's learn from that. Right now, our hospital system, our healthcare system is maxed because of trying to catch up and everything like that. But in terms of ICUs with COVID patients and everything like that, it's at a manageable level. So do we need, based on what we're seeing with Omicron at this point to start bringing in restrictions like they're doing in Ontario and they're doing in Quebec? And slashing capacities and things like that? I don't know. I don't know. Some people will say, yes, we absolutely should be doing that. We need to react before it's too late. Other people will say, yeah, but it doesn't even cause severe illness. Let's not do anything yet. Uh, And as you see in the polling, it's shifted from the number of people saying, yes, do something, do something, up around 80% a year ago to where we are now, 44% in the province of Alberta. So what's changed? Well, first of all, we're all vaccinated. There were no vaccines last December, last Christmas. Now there is. And, you know, like 85% or something like that of Alberta adults are vaccinated. That should change the metric, shouldn't it? You would think so. That was the key. So what about treatment protocols? We know there are treatment protocols. Uh, There are different things that can be done once you arrive in hospital. God forbid you do. And now we've got these oral anti-medicines that are still waiting approval. So we're in a different position. Shouldn't we consider reacting differently? Or are we just going to do the same thing again? I don't, I don't know why we would.